You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology and the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. Hello. I don't know. I don't know why I had that accent. I'm not going to get rid of that. We're starting just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Hey, guys, welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. I have the wonderful privilege once again to be blessed immeasurably by the bearded, beautiful man with a French cap on. Or is it like a British cap? I don't know. I just call it a golf cap. Like it's a cap. I feel like I'm talking to. I feel like I'm looking at the greatest game ever played. Uh, in real life right now, which is a fantastic movie, by the way. And I cried in theaters when I saw it. Really? It's one of, stop it. It's one of the best movies ever. No one can tell me it's not Shia LaBeouf's best performance. Yeah. Yeah. You can't look at me and seriously tell me. It's I have not. no words. Have you never seen it? No, I've not seen it. It's no. on, I think it's on Disney plus go home okay. after this and watch the greatest game ever played the and you will cry at the played. end. Okay. You will cry. I will. You will. Okay. So today we're going to okay. talk about something else that we're going to will do. <laughs> Uh, that was the best transition. So today we're going to take a look at the song. Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. It was released by vertical worship in 2018, which is really weird to say that that's two years ago. Right. Around this time, actually two, two years ago uh, in March, uh, it was written by Eddie Hoagland, Jonathan Smith and Mia Fields. And it was sang by what's his name? You know him or something. Judd. Judd. <laughs> that's not, that's all you his get. Last name. That's all you get. Everyone. His name's Judd. I know. I I see him every once in a while wandering the halls at Liberty. So oh, that's because he's part of the worship collective there, as well as on staff at Vertical. So he travels back and forth. It's crazy. Wait, you can how you how are you a part of a worship collective and be, yeah, that's I, I don't know. That's impressive. Okay, that's pretty well, impressive. Good on you, Judd. Way to get go, on Judd. Get on you, brother. All right, so we're gonna take a we're actually gonna take a look at just two points in the song. Yep. Uh, in the past, we've kind of looked at the whole song, but today we're going to take a look at two points. So why don't you take the first one, the one you were kind of talking about with the verse? Yeah. Uh, and why don't you walk? Why don't you walk us through that part that you were going to talk about? Yeah. So as you're singing the first verse, where we come to the line where it says, um, "My God, never the, uh, the same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now." Yeah. So if you were just to leave the verse just at that and yeah. not say anything else, it can give you this idea that that uh, it leaves open to the interpretation of what does that mean that he's not going to fail us. Yeah. He's not going to fail us in helping us with the, with the, I don't even know. I mean, it right. could be, it's almost like he's a vending machine right. of assistance. Exactly. Okay. I need this now and I know you're not going to fail me here. Right. I need a better marriage. I need a right. better job. I need more money. I need uh, fill in the blank, but click exactly. certain number. He's not going to fail. Yeah. Right. Which is completely wrong picture of, of no. how God works. No, he's, he does not work like that. Yeah, it's and it, I, I think, but I think it, what's great is that um, in, in the greater context of the song, when you, when you sing it, you get it. Um, Absolutely. But it is tough. It, it's tough to do that. I think as, as singer-songwriters ourselves, when you look at songs and you're writing songs, you, you do walk that tension, right? Of, right. okay, do I, do I unpack everything? In, okay, in so, one moment. So here's a question. Okay. You, you, we speak and we talk about the faithfulness of God. Yes. Would you, would you say that saying that God will not fail me now and saying that he is faithful is the same thing? Or is there something slightly different? Between I would those say it's slightly different because the, the focus of one is on the Lord and the focus of the other is on us. 
Absolutely. Right. Because if you say you you won't fail me now, everyone who hears that sentence goes on to the me rather than the you. Right. right? And so the exactly. same thing with you are faithful. You go, oh, yeah, he, you're describing him. It's, it's the same thing when you look at two, the glass half empty versus glass half full. Why is that a positive? A glass has half full because full is a positive. Empty is a negative. Right. And so it's the same thing. The neg, the, the, the focus is on the me. So how would you t- say that God never fails without coming from a personal perspective? Right. Um, I would, you could say, I count on one thing. The same God that never fails is, is always faithful and is, is, and remains faithful now or something like that. Like is faithful right. now and will be faithful forever. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't, well, that doesn't really make me, you know, that's right. not it super singable. Give me all the, yeah. Right. Right. The feels. And I, I think that's the hard part about it <laughs> is, is totally, that's, totally there's, the there's a part. reason why you, you, and I think what we're going to be doing too, listener, I want to let you know, we're going to be unpacking hymns too, right? I'm not the only, I don't just unpack the contemporary songs that everyone's singing right now. I'm not just this curmudgeon, right? The hymns are still sung in our churches, which is great. But we also need to remember hymns are not easily accessible to the new Christian or non-Christian. Right. They're going to hear things like, here I raise my Ebenezer, may I reach heaven jo- heaven's joys, and think, what's an Ebenezer? And wait, am I not guaranteed heaven? Right. You, you might be thinking that. And so we need to be also careful about just because the hymn says a lot doesn't mean it's completely clear. To, exactly. to, the, to the non-Christian or to the to the young Christian. And so... Um, and we think about it. I mean, music adds emotion yeah. to, to the lyrics. Yeah. And so there's an element of the lyrics creating emotion as well. Yeah. But you got to make sure that you do that within the confines of the truth of Scripture. A- amen. It's hard. So, so I... Yeah, I wouldn't... I don't like the... Even if it's just the one, you, you, you won't fail me now. You, you know, will not fail me now. You won't fail me now. Doing two of those, actually, if you think about it, like the ratio, the same God that never fails, one statement about God not failing, two statements about him not failing me. And so, you know, you're, you're kind of focusing more on the man side than the God side. side. Yeah. And so, um, but that's, like I said, that's me and that's Cliff and we're looking at this going, okay, yeah, but I, I still, I've sung this song at my church. I love this song. I think it's a great song. It's Um, great. But what's cool about that is the next line that follows that. Right. In the waiting, the, in the same waiting, God. Yeah. Yep. The same God that never, that's never late is working all things out. It's true. And it's good, though, that you end with the focus on God yep. and what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? Not on the me and what I'm feeling. Exactly. And, so that, and that brings clarity to the line of the fact that he never fails me. Exactly. Because he's working all things out. Right. And it may be that he's teaching me something in a time of waiting, but that's his work in me. Yeah. You know, so. And, you you know, we say you got to be clear and you got to be careful because what if the person's interpreting it the wrong way? Yes. Some people can interpret that. Me, 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 me. And he's working things out. He's going to accomplish my my desires. Right. But you cannot make you cannot be completely always 100 percent clear without over saying too much at times. Right. Right. Because then you're just going to be trying to fill every sentence with the most clear wordy like and it's just right. going to be too hard. And then it becomes yeah. awkward. So there and... needs there, there is a healthy level of ambiguity, meaning there you need to be able to look at a statement and go, I get that, but not like it's completely written out for me, because then now you're just kind of hitting people over the head with a, a seminary class in a song. Exactly. Right. It's not bad. You just need to know what you're using it for. And that's for me, this song, 
you you want you want to use it in context too, right? Because the bridge is the course is great too, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll yes I will I'll lift you high in the lowest valley I'll bless your name I'll sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days yes I will right? But the bridge I choose to praise to glorify to glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against right? Okay, that's my favorite part of the bridge because worship is a choice. It really is. Like we choose who we worship and what we worship in our lives, right? Right now during the quarantine, um, COVID, uh, someone, uh, my pastor was saying, uh, COVID-19 just brings out what was already inside you, good and bad. Yep. And your choices are going to come out more because you're going to have more opportunities to choose the wrong and right thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can choose to praise God more right now during this time, or we could choose not to. Yeah. And so that's what I love this song because it, hopefully when you sing that, you're like, yes, I am choosing to praise. Right. I, I'm going to choose to praise God right now, no matter what. And yeah. this song is really close to my heart because a good friend of mine, um, him and his wife had a miscarriage. And this song mm. was their song that helped them mm. during all the grief and That's despondency. Awesome. And so it, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm biased towards the song, but when I see that song and I know the person in my church, right, that blesses. And I know there's many other people like that that could mm-hmm. use, that could help, that could bless them where they are. Um, that's why I did this song. Yeah. That's shepherding. Right. It's me saying, okay, for me, the, the, you don't fail me now, that kind of thing that doesn't do anything for me right now, but for you and where you were and where you are now, I know that this is going to help draw you closer to the Lord. Yeah. That's shepherding. That's it. Like I've, I've literally, I've literally changed a, uh, a couple songs in a set because one of the pastors was going through something and I want, I wanted him to be able to worship that day. But I also knew it wasn't about him because other people are going to be able to worship. And God's ultimately glorified because both this, both choices of the songs were still good. Right. But that's shepherding. So I'm, that went off on tangent. I'm sorry. I really get, that's okay. I get spun that's up good. when it talks about shepherding your people in your church. And, and why wouldn't a worship leader also want to be a shepherd? Yeah, it's true. You're, you're leading people. You're shepherding them. You're, but what I love about this is the fact that this song really points, I feel like, to the sovereignty of God. That no, that that he is above and in control yeah. of all circumstances. Yeah. So our circumstances don't dictate um, our response to God. No. Our response to him is still that of worship and praise because he's over all of it, yeah. the good and the bad. Romans uh, Romans twelve twelve. rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. That's, the give and th- take away. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's going on. Those things still need to be the case for you. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go through the criteria, right? Let's walk okay. through it. Okay, right. so gospel-centered. Is there any mention of redemption? Not really. Uh, no. Okay. So it doesn't meet that one. What about Christ exalting? There is no mention of Christ. Not really. No. Um, is it congregationally friendly? Not in the original key. <laughs> speaking from personal experience, singing it in C is just just a little too high for me. Yeah. I sing it in B. And it's perfect. Really? And it's B, high. B flat for me. C is really high, dude. Come on, your church? You know, Most? I don't no, they're not going to. I don't have perfect pitch. For me, like if the melody peaks on an F. See, I don't know what that. You don't know can that. Can you sing an F? Yeah, I can sing an F. Not, not right now. Sing though. an F for me, though. No, not like out of the blue. I don't oh. have perfect pitch. Well, I thought you can't. Okay, fine. You can't talk about I don't about have perfect it. pitch. No, but if I'm looking at music. <laughs> right, you can know. If okay. I'm looking at music, I know where the top note in the melody is. No. Uh, most of my congregation is not going to sing above an E. So if it peaks yeah, at an F, I'll keep it there. Um, and comfortably, they'll do a D. But anyway. So that's, um, yeah, so that's. And I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify. What was that? 
Name of all nights. Let's see. And we'll see. Yeah, that, that hangs up there, man. But the, the whole thing, the chorus is, it's like forever we sing hallelujah. It never comes it down. Stays, it right. never comes down. Mm-hmm. So congregationally friendly. If you, but melody and lyric, the way they to join sing. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Easy to sing. So here's the funny thing. It doesn't meet the criteria, most of them. And I've that, sung it. Right. So am I a hypocrite? No. no. You can say I'm a hypocrite. But here's here's, like I said, use the song to fit the circumstance of your church. Right. Don't don't make you doesn't have to be a staple in and out every week, right? And I, I think we need to get out of that trend. Don't sing the next big song constantly because it's the next big song. You're right. all you're gonna do is you're gonna turn your church into a jukebox for whatever the top forty is. And I don't think that's shepherding your church well, right? I didn't bring this song because I loved it. I mm-hmm. heard it. Oh, I didn't even know who sang it because I didn't like the album at first. And then my friend showed it to me and I said, what's, what, who's this? Oh, Vertical. What album? Oh, that album. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> like that album. But I, because I didn't like that album, I didn't find it. So I didn't even find it till later. I didn't even introduce it for six or seven months after I found it. Wow. Because I was like, ah, it's great. I'll, I'll introduce it sometime. And then one of my friends was talking about how that blessed his, his, and I said, I've already been thinking about doing it. We're doing it next week. Wow. Right. So the difference is at that point, you're in control of shepherding your church, mm-hmm. right? The, the outside world and the trends aren't. And so I, I just, like when people used to come to me with song suggestions, mm-hmm. I would flat out ignore them. And what I, what I started doing is instead of just saying, thinking no in my head, I started asking why. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this? Do do why do you want to do this song? So I wanted to hear the story of why that song was special to them, yeah. and that was started to be my direction of whether I use that song yeah, or not. It's true. It's interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah. So I sing this song for that reason, but it's not. It's not my in and out, uh, week in and week out staple right now. Right. I, I sing it uh, ever so often. I, I think mm-hmm. I'm singing it. We sang it one week when we were doing. In one of the the COVID services, you know, like online services, because um, it just fit really well with everything going on, right? We can we can still choose the praise. But sure. Other than that, like I haven't played it a ton, and that's fine. I I think that's good. We have right an incredible amount of worship songs oh that goodness. are great so at many. your disposal. More than the top forty, you have you have thousands more than the top forty, right? And and I think hundreds that are better than the top forty, and so use those to shepherd your church but you to shepherd your church well you got to be in your church and knowing them you got to know, know you got to know what's right. going on know the people you're leading exactly so anyway does it does it fit those criteria no but i still use it and and if you think this would fit your church if you have someone in your church um or or you are going through a hard time and you need to be reminded that god deserves your praise and you can choose to praise him right now no matter what's going on right in the lowest valley or when things are wonderful Right. You can do that. Listen to it. Listen to it in private worship or if you worship leader or pastor are saying there's there's a prevalent right now during this time. COVID-19 is really heavying the air of my church. Sing this song. It's a good time to introduce this song. Uh, I I think it would be great. But yeah, so I I, Pastor Joel verdict. I I do this song um, and uh, I think it's a good song. So. Awesome. You guys have a wonderful time, a wonderful day. If you ever have any song selections or suggestions or questions or comments, just email me at theologyandmusic at gmail.com. See you later.